Welcome. You're listening to audio from Life Church in Chico, California. We're so glad that you're here. Life Church's mission is simply to connect people to Jesus. You can find out more about our mission and who we are on our website at lifechurchchico.org. All right, let's dive into this week's message. All right. Good morning again. Well, welcome to Life Church. If we haven't met, my name is Jeff Young. I'm the lead pastor here along with my wife, Carissa, and um, it's just a joy having you guys here. Um, welcome, welcome to Life Church. I wanted to read that passage real quick from Ezekiel. That's the, the picture of the water coming out of the church. Let me just read this for you real quick. It says this, that the fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will, ne- will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So when you're attached to Jesus, the source of living water that never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, everybody say it with me, ever runs dry, you will always have the ability to have this fruit in your life. Anybody like peach trees? Anybody peach? We have a peach tree in our backyard that will not stop producing peaches. It's really awesome because we keep eating all these peaches. Wouldn't it be cool to have peaches every single month? But that's what it's like. This is what, this is what Jesus does. He, 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 he builds life. He brings life. He brings fruit um, by being connected with him in ways that um, the world could never offer. In fact, the world says it gives you something great, but on the return is empty. Truth be told. So we're in a series called Truth Be Told. So welcome to Life Church. Um, buckle up because uh, you might hear some things that make, make you kind of, oh, oh gosh, did he just say that? Um, but what I'm finding more and more is that, number one, we can't hold back um, in love to share the truth. If I do not tell you the truth, I am not loving. Does that make sense? So, so we cannot withhold from, from the word of God, which if you're here at Live Church, welcome. Like we hold the word of God at the highest value. Nothing else is more important than the word of God and the, the Trinity. Okay? So they will not contradict one another. So therefore I am all in on the word of God. So what I share this morning is going to always be the word of God. And if you uh, missed the last two weeks, I want to invite you to maybe go back and, and listen to those on our podcast that we have for Life Church. Um, and a little quick note before I really dive into scripture with you. Um, uh, we also do a little midweek podcast, okay? So it's not just the sermons. It's every Wednesday you hear, you'll get a podcast from us. It's either Pastor Chris interviewing somebody. It's either me or Pastor Chris Sharon conversing together or a myriad of other guests that have been on it. If, if you've listened to it, I hope that you found it to be really helpful and, and just encouraging. But this week, uh, Pastor Bob, he interviewed me. Uh, sometimes we do AMA, uh, Ask Me Anything. And then, so he asked me some questions about Truth Be Told, the series that we're in. And, and he said, so what's your goal, you know, with this? Because, you I mean, like, I've, I've shared some things that are a little, little tough, um, but what's the goal? And so I said, well, let's step back for a second. Let's step back and talk about what, what is the goal every Sunday? So every Sunday when you come to Life Church, my, my goal is that you'd connect with Jesus 
first and foremost, absolutely, hands down, that you wouldn't hear a sermon that is discouraging but encouraging. But that doesn't mean that we don't tell the truth. This is okay. Everything's going to be okay. We're just going to coddle you through life. It's going to be okay. It's okay. But Jesus is telling, oh, wait, 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 tell them the truth. Speak the truth. Because Jesus is full of grace and truth. And that was week one. I talked about that. So I said, I want you to be encouraged. That's, that's one of the primary things. Be encouraged, be, connect with Jesus, and be able to then connect others with Jesus. And so uh, when you leave today, my hope and goal is that you would be part of that rushing river that leaves the sanctuary this week, that connects with the networks that you're connected to, your neighborhoods, your schools, your workplaces, and you would influence those around you for Jesus, that you would connect them with Jesus. So um, anyway, so here we go. Uh, if you, uh, I'm going to jump into 1 John, actually, first thing this morning, chapter 2. If you want to turn there, that's great. It'll be on the board. If not, we're going to jump into John chapter 8, and we're going to read the story where Jesus talks about the truth will set you free. So here we are um, in this series, and just buckle up. Here we go. John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 through 23 says this. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as, as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. So he's talking about people who were part of the church, who were all in, but really weren't. They left the church and now are opposing the church. And so a lot of that actually is progressive Christianity right now, where progressive Christians are, are leaving the church, you're being de-churched, and therefore then coming back and saying how horrible the church is. Well, there's some truth to that, but the reality is that the enemy wants to tear down the bride, the bride of Christ, the church. So as the bride of Christ, we want to shine bright, and we want to speak truth in what? Oh, you guys are getting it. We speak truth in love. So we do these things together. So verse 20, it says this, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son, no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledged the Son has the Father also. I like that I don't really have to hide because that was John's words, okay? If you heard those, it's not my words, but I do agree with John here. Man, with all of the lies that are coming against us, internally I've talked about that, externally I've talked about that, all of the lies, it is the spirit of the Antichrist. It is a spirit of the age that wants to tear down the stronghold, the, the place, the power, the position of Christ. So he wants to eradicate all of that and put him, himself in that spot, okay? When the Antichrist comes, he's going to be a false Christ, more compassionate and more just and more merciful than Jesus. Do you hear some of those ideologies happening that, that actually are saying the church is supposed to be this, but we will do it instead because we are so much more than them. Now, the reality is, friends, that actually can be true. That the church ought to be stepping up in areas when we're actually shrinking back in some. 
So this is a rally cry. This is a like, hey, if we're gonna walk the walk and talk the talk, let's be Christians and let's be believers and let's go do this thing. Can I get an amen? Like, if you're gonna believe it, let's do it. But no wishy-washy. It's a weird thing. Like, I, 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 I don't wanna toe that line too much, but I'm like, it's time. It's time to take your faith seriously. It's time to say, look, Jesus died on the cross for you and I. I am happy to give up and lay down my life so that I might follow after Christ all the days of my life. And you know what's gonna happen? I will be that much more fulfilled because of doing that. I will have that much more profound purpose by following Christ who created me than any desire that I might have on my own by, by a long shot. There's no, there's no question on this. <clears throat> Truth is the only thing, listen, that will combat <clears throat> the will and force of the Antichrist. No power, no authority, no position, no uh, knowledge. Truth. The truth of Christ will, will read through all of the small lies and large lies that the truth of Christ will be the anchor of our soul that says, what are you talking about? That is so far from the heart of God, that from the heart of Jesus, no way. No way will I ever let my child be interviewed by a drag queen. You're laughing, it's true. No way. But because of small lies that become normalized, it's okay. Absolutely not. In Jesus' name, can I get an amen? But we've got to get our faith figured out, friends. Like, it's time. Like, if you're on the fence, you can have doubts. You can have faith and doubts absolutely at the same time. Did you know this? Back in the day, I think the church was not great at this. How dare you question the anointed? Oh, you can't, you can't ask questions that might bring a skeptical spirit in here. No, come with your questions, but come with your faith and see what Jesus does in the midst of being able to have conversations with other believers and pastors and leaders who, who love Jesus and are pointing to him and pointing to scripture and be okay. It's okay to have questions, but have your faith. Let's go. It's time. So if you haven't opened to John chapter eight, let's please do that. <clears throat> John chapter eight, verse 31. Um, I'm gonna talk about truth a little bit longer and then we'll, we'll read the passage. Truth has become fluid. I'm just kind of recapping a couple of weeks. It's become fluid. Uh, faith and scripture have become bent, have been bent and shaped by feelings. Uh, how I said it last week was truth has been sacrificed on the altar of feelings. So I, I use the, 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 just the model here. I said, if we come with our feelings telling the Bible what to do and how to work in my life, I probably guarantee that you're actually not even reading the Bible. Because you're just going to go off your faith, your feelings that are, become your truth. And that, that's absolutely opposed. That's, that's heresy. No, we come to the word and I say, Lord, here's my heart. Here's my life. Here's my deeds. Here's the way I'm living things out. Here's, here's my thoughts. Here's all of the stuff. And if there's anything in me, Lord, show me and re, re, like rebuke those things, discip, discipline me, show me the way that I might follow after you wholeheartedly without restraint. 
of feelings and emotions are, are what uh, has, has torn away this absolute truth that, that used to be pretty strong back in the day, which is really uh, almost like a fleeting moment at this point. And that we as Christians and believers sometimes go with trepidation, like, I think I believe in, in Have some courage. Invite the, the, the Holy Spirit to embolden you and give you courage to speak life in every situation that you come across, whether it's your own or others. But our feelings often feed our flesh, flesh and if unchecked, it will absolutely oppose the truth. And if unchecked, it will win every wrestling match hands down. So here's some lies that we combat with. And please, I, I just, I, I'm gonna give you a warning. If, if this hits you in a way, just invite the Lord to speak to it. Ask about scripture. Here's some lies. I don't, I don't wanna tell them the truth because it, it'll hurt their feelings. Well, if you hear the words of Paul who says, speak truth in love, um, then there's a way to, to bring truth to the table that, that actually comes underneath people instead of over, right? Have you ever had somebody tell you the truth that's just like, whoa, like, give me a second, you know, uh, warm me up a little bit, you know? Like, it is always so hard just to get this solid thing in your face. But too often we're like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And then it does nobody any good. How about this? Couples who sleep together before marriage but want God to honor their wedding. Friends, you might even be in that place right now. Abstain. Be pure. And invite the Lord in on it. Walk it out. You can do it. He will honor you in that. Amen. How about dating somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus? Ah, that's risky. Oh, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win him over to Jesus. I've never seen that happen once. Maybe you have. I don't know. Maybe you have. Oh, but it'll, it'll be different for me, pastor. Okay. I doubt it. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just saying these are the things that we so easily like entangle ourselves with. It becomes so normal and so easy. Well, I need to live together to, to, in order to find out if, if I actually, you know, can marry them. No, actually, marriage is completely different than that. It is a covenant that says no matter what happens in my marriage, I'm sticking with it because God. Not because of me. Well, if it's up to me, it would, it would be bad. How about this one? I just deserve to be happy. And I deserve that extra drink. Oh, I deserve. Oh, man, read Proverbs and talk about sleeping in the sloth. And being lazy, oh, I just deserve. Actually, we, I mean, Scripture says that we deserve death. But praise Jesus that he took the place of, of that. He paid the price for that. Amen, Ray. How about this? I have same-sex attraction. So instead of, of surrendering this to Jesus, I stop fighting the battle and I give in. It, it'd be the same thing as, 
well, I'm attracted to other people outside of my marriage, so I'm just going to stop the battle. I'm going I'm to give in. Or I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go look at porn forever. Because that's going to do you good. Because you deserve it. Because life's, or the day's been hard, or, or you've had a rough week, or maybe your whole life has been horrible. So there's a little bit of truth that goes in, yeah, it's been bad. But the lie is that this is going to make you feel better. And the reality is it's so opposed to Christ. Last one. I just, I'll go into debt to make my kids happy. I just want my kids to be happy. I want them to have the best life ever. And granted, I think most parents in here want the best for their kids, right? It's a natural thought. I want to provide for them. I want to protect them. But instead of stewarding our finances and teaching them the principles of Jesus, including generosity and tithe, no, 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 I'll I'll spend thousands of dollars on one weekend of sports for you. But, but, But behind the scenes, they have no idea that you're ching, 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 going into debt. That you have no idea how to climb out of this thing. But, oh, I just want you to be happy. Here's what I said last service. If your desire is to just make your kids happy, if this is your model of parenting, your kids will probably hate you down the road. No, we love them. So we bring discipline. We bring Jesus. We bring instruction. We bring care. We bring like, hey, I'm dad, and I have the voice into your life, so I have the authority from God to speak into your life. I'm so sorry if you don't like me right now. I'd rather have them hate me now and love me later. That's, that's scripture, friends. But so often we're just so like, oh, I don't know how to say that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, it feels hard. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is he takes the, the hard and the loving at the same time and he weaves them together where we just so want more. We so want more truth. We so want more of his affection and his, and his discipline. And, and sometimes from the word of God, rebuke. Like, hey, that's, No, that's sin. That's absolutely going to lead you down the wrong road. Check it out. Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says this. This is Jesus. He says, enter through the narrow gate for for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. But friends, everybody is invited to that narrow road. Not a, single would be, not a single person would be left out of that if they come to the feet of Jesus and say, have your way, forgive me. But Jesus says it right there, it is hard. It is hard. Love and accountability says this, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to tell you the truth for your benefit. In a marriage, you see that all the time. I have to speak the truth or else this is gonna go sideways quick. So you say the tough thing first or, or, or right at the beginning. So then it doesn't unravel into 13 other things that we're dealing with. Ephesians 4.25 says, put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. We've got to get fierce with our faith and, and, and not, not fake with our faith. So we need to feed our faith. We need to continue to come to the well of Jesus that gives us that, that spring of living water. The word of truth will be able to bring light to the lies of the world.
but we've got to feed our soul. We've got to come to the feet of Jesus. So Old Testament, real quick, truth is reliability or that word trustworthy. I shared that last week. New Testament, the word truth is, is reality or real. So it is foundational. It is like that, that picture on the board with our, with our main uh, Truth Be Told series. It's just this big, huge rock that is immovable, unshakable. The only thing that would move this rock is a hand of God. Not my feelings that look at that and say, can you just get out of the way? It's going to be too hard to climb that. I just want to get to the top. Can I get a helicopter? Come on. I just want to be up top. No, it's like, you want up here? Climb it. It's not moving. Solid, unmovable, strong, unwavering, and fact is what truth is. It it combats chaos, and it brings clarity in times of confusion. Okay, let's read John chapter 8, verses 31 through 47. So bear with me as I read through the story. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free, set free? And Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone. Everybody say everyone. Those of you who didn't say it, it's you too, okay? Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. Because you have no room for my word. I'm telling you what I have seen in the father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you're looking for a way to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God, Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. So, you see the, the, the believers and the Pharisees here are pushing back on Jesus, back and forth, back and forth. Well, well, we're descendants of Abraham. We're sons of Abraham. No, no, we're sons of God. Like, no, we're all these things. And he goes, actually, if you were those things, you wouldn't be trying to kill me. So here we are, verse 42. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to the father, the devil, and you want to carry out your your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Dang. Could you imagine Jesus being like, yeah, you want your father to be God, but your father is the father of all lies. He's the devil. 
It's like, uh, the other day I, I, <clears throat> I was in the, the car with, with Emmett and he, I, I've been trying to eat better. And he's like, dad, we should get like ice cream or something. And I said, get behind me, Satan. And I was just totally kidding. And he was like, oh, what? Like, why did you say that? Like, it was really funny. And I was like, oh man, I, I guess you haven't heard that story yet. Let me tell you a little bit of background before you get like all scared. <laughs> but I was like, oh my goodness, so sorry. So here's the deal. This is what Jesus told Peter, you know, all that stuff. And, and this is one of those rebukes. This is, this is Jesus. He's not loud. He's not abrasive. He's just like, listen, you keep pushing back. Anybody have your child? Keep pushing back. You're like, okay, I didn't really want to get to this point with discipline, but you're grounded forever. Nothing for you. All right, so Jesus is finally just like, I'm done. Hey, listen, you say you're a descendant of Abraham. Okay, lineage, yeah, maybe. You say that you're a son of Abraham, meaning you're, you're in the faith. Uh, your, life isn't, your life isn't reading out that way. You say you're a son of, of God but you're trying to kill me. You're, you're the son of your father doing his will, the father of all lies, the devil. I mean, what a tough conversation in front of also everybody. This is a very public conversation that's happening. Let me go back real quick, really quick. I'm gonna highlight this, but go listen to the last week's message if you, didn't, if you weren't here. But there's a domino effect right at the beginning that Jesus talks about. He says, if you hold my teaching, you'll really be my disciple. And if you're my disciple, you'll, you'll know the truth. And then if you know the truth, you'll, you'll be free. You'll be set free. Uh, we, so easy, we, we always just want that easy button. Like, I just want it now, daddy. I just want everything. I just want it now. I, want, I don't want it hard. I don't want, it, I don't want a challenge. I just want the easy button. Anybody with me? Don't raise your hand. Just kidding. I got you. We just want it so easy all the time. But Jesus is like, hold to my teaching. Start with my teaching. If you're a brand new believer or on the fence, go read the gospels. Go read the book of John. Read Mark. Read Luke. Read about Jesus and then begin to hold to his teachings. And as you're learning what's going to happen, you're going to learn and you're going to grow. And then you're going you're gonna to walk with him because you're going to begin to be a disciple of his, meaning you're going to be with him. You're going to do what he asks. You're going to follow that. And then the tr- you'll begin to know more and more truth. And that truth will bring freedom upon your life. And it's such a powerful thing, but we want it so easy. And Jesus is saying, this is the the roadmap for you. Then he says, so if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And just real quick, that word free, there's two definitions. The very first one is free from dominion of sin, bondage of sin. So I have freed you. I've taken that off of your shoulders. You are no longer bound by sin. Praise God. Amen. Right? Amen, right? Okay, don't fall asleep on me. We're almost there. So here, here it is. Jesus says, I free you of sin. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. And it's like he opened the prison door and he said, you're free to roam about wherever you want to go. And this is where I kind of go, but wait, Jesus, just tell us what to do. No, he says, you're free to go. Free choice. So it's up to you. I freed you, but you get to go wherever you want. And my response to that is, why on earth would we go anywhere else but with you? Like Peter. Where would we go, Lord? But you alone have the words of eternal life. I'm go- wherever you're going, I'm going. I'm your shadow. I am not going anywhere else than where Jesus is because he has the life-giving water, the source for my life. 
So these Pharisees, they were stuck in their own truth, their own reality. They kept on pushing back on Jesus. They kept on saying, no, 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 we're these things, we're this, we're this. We're, we've never been slaves. We're, we're not illegitimate children. And Jesus is just saying, would you just wake up? Listen, I can tell by the very fact you're trying to murder me. Romans 9, 6 says this. Paul says it this way. He says, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Oh, I love Jesus. Yeah, but I don't follow Jesus. That's what Jesus is talking about right now. Oh yeah, I go to church. I, oh yeah. You go to my church? Really? I never met you. Oh yeah, love God. Yeah, but do you follow Jesus? Do you walk with Jesus? I know your descendants, but you're trying to kill me. And he says it this way. Jesus says, it's because they have no room for my word. You have no room for my word. I'm trying to tell you the truth from the father, but you're not listening. You have no ear to listen to the truth. You aren't listening to the word. And so here's the deal, friends, is like, if you're having a trouble listening to the Lord, it might be because there's a roadblock in the way that you might be paying a little bit too, more, too much attention to anything else but the heart of Jesus. So it's a simple fix in my mind. It's a, I'm gonna come to the feet of Jesus. I'm gonna repent and I'm gonna say, Jesus, would you just speak life to me? I'm here, I'm listening, I'm, I'm aware, I'm alert of what you're doing. Have your way with me. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 7, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. You see, their life didn't match to what they were saying. It, it's very similar to the question I've posed before of like, why would anybody want to spend eternity with our heavenly father if they never spent a minute with him here on earth? This is a heart check for us. This is like, if you're going to be serious about the faith, let's get serious. Let's do this. There's, there's 111,000 people here in, in Chico. The only reason I know that is because I passed that sign that says the population. There's like three signs, but they're all different, by the way. I don't know. It's kind of weird. If, why does that say 97,000 and that's 111? I'm, who's counting? So Jesus says, hey, listen, if you were my uh, descendants, if you were sons of God, if you, if you were these things, you, you wouldn't be trying to kill me. And, and it's interesting that they're trying to murder Jesus. They're literally trying to cut him out. Uh, that's a severe separation, death, gone, like gone. So they're trying to cut off his voice. They're trying to cut off his truth. They're trying to cut off any of his way so that they could have their own way. And we do that all the time. I mean, I live 96% for Jesus, but the 4%, oh man, that's really hard to let go of. I like my vices. But Jesus is like, hey, you want to follow me? Lay him down and, and watch and see what I do through that. So are you so stuck, you're unwilling to hear 
and live by the hard things that you denied Jesus' invitation. So Jesus says some hard truths right here, and I'm, I'm kind of capping this off, so thank you for bearing with me. So Jesus said what? Like, he said, he said, what? That's how I read that. Do you read it that way? He said, what? I like gotta like get on my tippy toes. He said some really tough things. If God were your father, you'd love me. But it's not clear to you because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to the father, the devil, who is a murderer. Who's not holding to the truth. And remember the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist is the same spirit as the devil. So we're seeing both of these things. It's not clear to you because you are unable to hear what I say. What is in your ears that you need to take out to hear the voice of Jesus? And and if you continue to go down that road, you're going to cut Jesus off. Not like you're going to kill him and murder him, but you're going to cut him off that you could care less about what he says. And that's the spirit of the Antichrist of taking the place of Jesus, taking full authority and reign of Jesus, just murdering him. But since I tell you the truth, you don't believe me because it's in contrast or competition to what you like, what you feel, what you, what you love as being part of this world. Sometimes we don't hear Jesus's truth. We're listening to these other voices. So it's just a moment to say, what voices have I been entertaining that are ungodly, that are unholy, that are lies, that are confusing? that I might surrender those even for a few moments to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to just speak truth to it. Can we have the worship team up? We're going to close in worship. And then Jesus, he really tells them or asks them, who do you belong to? That word belong is, is interesting because we all want to belong. There's all, there's, even in family, like the way that the Lord created family is to belong to something greater than you. So it's innate in us. It's, it's created in us. It's not like something I can just like, oh, I could care less if I belong to anybody. There, is, there are those people who just want to be away and out, of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. But that's not how God created us. So he says, whoever hears God belongs to God. And that belong is is a, is a sense of being with. I, I'm taking the being on. So if I spend time with you, or, or uh, one pastor says this, your five closest friends, you will be the, the medium of your five closest friends. You become like one another. Paul says it like this, bad company corrupts good morals. So this part of belong is if I belong to Christ, I'm, I'm being like Christ as I belong with him. It's a really profound word. But he says, whoever doesn't belong to Christ does not hear God. And I just want to encourage you. Like, he wants to speak to you. He loves you. Can we stand together? He, Jesus paid, the, paid a high price for each and every one of us. He did. And we have an opportunity to respond to that. And in worship, I just want to invite you. This is your opportunity. If you've never had a relationship with Jesus, this is where you say, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. Forgive me. Come on, let's go. You don't have to make it super religious. You don't have to come bow at the altar. You can just say, Lord, forgive me. I believe in you. 
walk with them. It's beautiful. But then there are those who maybe have been on the fence with their faith. They, they've been Christians for a long time. And this might be the very moment where you're like, man, it's time. No more messing around. I'm in. So Lord, have your way. I don't want to give you just 96%. I want to give you 100%. So have your way with it all. So we're going to worship. And as we do, just take that opportunity to respond, however that might be for you. Sit, kneel, pray, listen, praise, lift your hands, come to the altar, lay down, like pray up here, whatever you want to do, write. But allow this moment to be with you and the Lord right now.
before the throne of grace. Majesty before my eyes, let it take my breath away. fall face down on the floor on to echo holy gives me more of a sense of belonging than knowing that I'm singing with the angels. God, that we have the privilege to worship you here today with all the saints and angels, God. That you've put that in our hearts, Lord, because you created us, and so our desire is to worship our creator. And God, we give you all of our praise and all of our glory, God. We pray that, God, that you would just be with us as we leave this place today, Lord, that that we wouldn't just worship you today, Lord, but that we would worship you the rest of the week, Lord God. We praise your name, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, service is over, so you are able to go get your kids and be released. Um, if you want to get prayer, you can come forward. There will be people here to pray for you, but otherwise, have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening today. We hope that this week's message encouraged you. Life Church meets every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. here in Chico, California. You can also listen to us online during our 9 a.m. live stream. We would love the opportunity to connect with you, so please visit our website, lifechurchchico.org.